Hello and welcome to the podcast of Chesboro Baptist Church. Brother Trey Hess is a good friend of mine in the ministry. He's an assistant pastor at New Heights Baptist Church in Summit, Mississippi. He's also the Baptist Student Union Director of Southwest Community College. And he is filling in for us today because I am out on vacation. But we are so thankful that he came and preached at our church this past Sunday. And I hope you enjoy his message. Right there. Good morning. How are y'all? All right. Well, good. Well, this morning, I am so grateful and thankful to be here in the house of the Lord. And I'm so happy to be here at Chessboro Baptist Church. Um, Brother Brett asked me to be here, gosh, months ago. And... Um, and as it got closer and closer to time, I started getting nervous. And the, the reason I got nervous is, no, I'm not nervous to stand behind a pulpit. I was nervous because me and my wife were expecting our third boy. And it was supposed to be um, November 13th is the due date. Well, he's measuring really big. And, uh, and so at 35 weeks, he was already measuring right at eight pounds. And so they have moved the due date back to this week. And so she is due any day now. And so when he was asking for prayer requests, I was going to be like, ooh, me. And, uh, but I forgot about it to, to say it. But, uh, but anyway, yes, I have three. I'm going to have three boys. I have a four-year-old. His name's Ryder. I have a two-year-old. His name is Mark. And then this one is going to be Malachi. So these three are going to be just uh, a handful. They already are, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But I want us to, uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to something that we've all heard uh, before, and we all have probably uh, listened to and studied before. But I want to kind of look at it a little bit deeper, because I had something that I was going to preach on so much. I, was, I had a whole other sermon to preach. But the Lord really laid this on my heart this past Thursday. And, um, and so if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to be in verse 10 through verse 20. And you already know this. If you've been in church your whole life, you know this is putting on the full armor of God. And I, and I chose this because this past Thursday, uh, it actually started Wednesday but then it really hit me Thursday, is I have been dealing with a lot of students. I, I work at Southwest Mississippi Community College as the Baptist Student Union Director there. And, and I have been getting hit with a lot of students coming to me saying that Satan is attacking them. And that Satan is just after them. And why, why are they, is he attacking them and their family and so many different things? Well, then Wednesday I came... And we had noonday lunch, and, and a church, each Wednesday, a church comes and feeds our students there at the BSU. And, and we had a, a, a church come in, and the youth minister there is a really good friend of mine. She is a, a, a God-fearing woman, and uh, she came to me, and she just sat in my office and just cried to me and my wife. And she was telling me that, her daughter that has uh, grown up in church her entire life and, and has, has been involved in church and gone on summer camps and gone on all these different things is now thinking that she is, or she has come out as a homosexual. 
And this youth minister of mine, this friend of mine, sat there and just was crying to me, what did I do wrong? I said, you've done nothing wrong. It's Satan attacking. And then we get to Thursday, and I don't know if any of y'all seen it on Facebook or Instagram or anything that y'all Y'all like to look at, but uh, Toby Mac, if you know of Toby Mac, he's a Christian music artist, uh, probably one of the, the founders, really, of Christian music. Um, his oldest son, Truett, um, they, were, they found him dead in the hotel room um, this past Thursday. And it's just a, a lot of things that have gone on, and me and my wife started looking at Truett, his son's music. And it was not like his dad's uplifting music. He had got into the world. And, and, and if you know the song Scars by Toby Mac, the writing of that song was directing to his son. And so if y'all want to go back and listen, to it, now that you know that, it is just, whew, I had tears just thinking about it. So I've just been, this past week, I have just been hearing and seeing that Satan is attacking. And Satan is real. I'm just going to tell everybody in this room that Satan is real. If you don't know it, he's real. And But I, I wonder, and I kept thinking, why does he attack us? Why does he attack the church? And it's because he doesn't want the church to be plentiful. He does not want the church to grow. He does not want Jesus to win. But if he reads the end of the Bible, he knows that he's going to lose. And so we see this, and we look at this, and, and I want us to understand this one thing. That yes, Satan is real, but so is Jesus. And this is where I want to go with us today. And I want to ask you this question. I want you to think about it and, and uh, as we're going along with this today. Have you ever had a time in your life that you felt Satan was attacking you in all directions? And that's my question. That's my big question for today. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 20. I'm going to read it in its entirety, and then I will come back and explain some things. So we see in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10, it says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rules, rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the days of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Now we see this, and, we, and you may be seated now, but we, I love this scripture. 
This is one of my favorite scriptures. And, and we see in here, we see that in verse 10, where it says, finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. He's not saying, hey, let, Paul's not saying, hey, look here, be strong in your power. Because I'm going to let you know, church, that you can't do anything. You cannot do anything unless it's in the Lord. Do you love, I love what it says, finally be strong in the Lord. It's not just be strong. It's be strong in the Lord. And me and my son, Ryder, my oldest, one of our favorite shows to watch, uh, it's off the season right now, but it was the world's strongest man show. I don't know if y'all saw it on A&E or whatever, and me and him loved it. And he would get in there, and he would pick up some of his, he would have like his little car in the living room, and, and he would pick it up, oh, Dad, I'm strong. And, and he would do all of this. And, and as I was thinking about this week, this, this scripture, I thought about that. How we think that we can strong, we're strong because we can pick up a lot of weight. But I want you to think about this. Jesus is so strong that he took the weight of the world and was put on his shoulders. So he is so much stronger than what we can possibly even think of. So we look at this and we see uh, in verse 10 where he's saying, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, it says this, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. He says, when you're weak, I'm strong. He says, when you're, when you're being attacked by Satan at your hardest moments, at, at your lowest times in life, guess what? I'm even stronger there. And that's what we forget to think about. And that's what, when we go through those hard times, we forget that very thing. We're sitting there and we go, oh God, please help me. And it's, oh poor pitiful us, right? But he's just saying, look at me. Get your eyes off the world and just look up. Because I'm so much stronger than this world. And we just, we, we continue to say these things and we continue to believe this. We have to continue to believe through His power and through, his, through Him that we can do all things. Now we look at verse 11. And I love what verse 11 says. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now I, I did a little research on that word schemes. The word schemes is a Greek word or the Greek terminology for that word, I'm sorry, is methodotius, or meth methodous, or however you, I don't know, I don't speak Greek. So methodotius is how we're going to say it. And if we look at that, we get our word methods from that. So he's saying Satan has many methods to attack us. And, and, can we not see that as church-going people, as followers of Christ, we see that every single day because the way that he attacks you is totally different in the way that he attacks me or the way that he attacks the person to the left or right of you. Jesus, I mean, Jesus is there to surround us. He's there and he's saying, put on your full armor of God, not your partial armor of God. He says, because Satan's going to be around you, he's got many methods, but if you are lacking one piece of that armor, that's where he's going to get you. 
And so we see this in, in Psalms 59, verse 17. It says, you are my strength. I sing praise to you. Oh, you, God, you are my fortress, my God on whom I can rely on. And he's saying, look, rely on me. Put on your full armor of God and rely on me. I can take you through even the hardest times. I can't, I can't even imagine. My wife and I, when we heard Thursday night that Toby Mac's son passed, I just begin to sit there in our bed. That's our time of getting to talk when you have a four and two year old. You just, yeah, at 10 o'clock at night, we're like, hey, how, how was your day? And so, um, but we begin to just sit there and we were crying over the loss of this young man. I don't know him personally. But I can just imagine, as a father, I can just imagine losing your son. And I'm just like, oh man. And me and my wife just began to sit there and we prayed for Toby Mack and we prayed for his wife and we prayed for his other children. And we just sat there. And we began to look at some of the songs that his son was a part of a part of back years ago. And he's he's such a genuine he was a, such a genuine young man. But then all of a sudden he gets into this position, he gets caught up in the world. And I saw a little interview Friday morning on it that Toby Mac had talked to christianpost.com and and he was saying and they asked, "What do you think about your son's or what did you think about your son's music?" And he says he was a very collaborative young man. He was very, a, a very artsy person. He says, but his words that he was sharing and my words that I was sharing was totally different. But he says, but I still love that young man. And that's, how, that's really what Jesus is telling us. Can you just imagine in, in the many things that we're going through and Satan's attacking us left and right, and, and we, can, we can say, oh, I'm going to follow this way because it looks a little better over here. And we get so far away from God. But He still looks down on us and says, I still love you. I still love you, regardless if you're going the wrong way. But we are to fully rely on Him through our tough times. I had a, um, a bracelet when I was in high school that said frog on it. Anybody, do y'all remember the frog bracelets? It was like the WWJD bracelets, but instead it said frog. And it said, fully rely on God. And I had that bracelet, and I wore it proudly, man. I loved that bracelet. And that's, it's so simple. But it's something that we've got to take in and start realizing every single day that we do need to fully rely on Him. And so I want to tell you this, is that God doesn't promise a world free from danger. But He does promise His help whenever we face danger. It's not that it's a... It's a oh my goodness, he's a magical person. He's not magic, he's just God. And so when we face these dangers, we've got to sit there and say, oh God, your, your power is so much greater than everything that's going on. I see that you were here this morning, you were sharing with me, your husband was having the respiratory issues, Mr. Junior, right? And he was having these respiratory issues you never know, That's, that might be something that, that Satan is trying to get him at. Because, hey, he's not here, right? But I bet he's here in spirit. I bet he's still praising the Lord. And, and that's how we have to understand 
and when we get down to it in a few, few minutes, that we've got to attack back. It's not just, oh, here I am, and I can't do anything. Satan's attacking me. No, we've got to attack back. And so I want to give you three simple ways, three easy ways. I don't go too far over, uh, over three because, you know, I'm, I'm from southwest Mississippi, so three is pretty simple for me. And so, but I'm going to give you three simple ways to fully rely on God. Number one, number one is this. We have to walk in God's presence. We have to just walk in His presence. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray continually. Or, some of your translations might say, pray without ceasing. And we have to continue to do that. We have to be in His presence every single moment. When something is coming our way and we see that it's Satan attacking us, that's when we start praying. As soon as we see it, not once we're in it. As soon as we see it, we say, Oh, Father, I see that this is Satan. Please help me. Please help me through this. We should pray to God not because we have to, but instead because we want to. It's a every single moment. It's not, oh, I say my morning prayers and my nighttime prayers. It's all through the day. I'm trying to teach my son this, uh, both of my sons, that, that prayer is something that we, you've got to want to do. And my son has now got to the old, my oldest has gotten to the point that he wants to say the blessing over all our meals. And my wife is like, ah, you know, let daddy pray sometimes or something like that. I'm like, nope, let him pray every single time. Because it's teaching him the importance of prayer. And then the other day he wanted to say, God is great, God is good, let's thank you for our food. And he just said it so fast. And afterwards I said, hang on, buddy, slow it down. Because you are talking to God. Yes, you're just asking for Him to bless your food, but you're still talking to Him. So slow it down. And I think that's what we do. I think we, we can learn from children, right? And I think that's what we do, is we get so caught up and we want to say our prayers so fast. We're like, okay, we did it, check. And we move on. we got to sit in His presence. we got to sit that song, holy, holy, oh my goodness. I was caught up in the song right here just singing His praises. That's what we've got to do. We've got to get in His presence and be there and be willing to just sit there and understand who He is. Number two, the second way to fully rely on God is that we have to be in contact with God through His Word. We have to be in contact with Him through His Word. Now, am I saying that it's, it's not good to pick up a devotion book and kind of read it? No, that's fine. But always follow it up with His Word. Always follow it up with reading God's Word. This Bible of mine is very special to me. Um, a lot of people always say, why do you preach with a study Bible? Why do you preach with this? This is my life. If I lost this one book, I would be completely lost. And they're like, oh, well, you have other Bibles, but this one's mine. Like, this is my... Do y'all you, do you have that go-to Bible that you have all your highlights in and all, of your, and all of your stuff in it? This is mine. And so I would feel lost without it. 
Now this is what it says in Acts 20, verse 32. It says, Now I commit you to God and to the word of His grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. He said, I can, I can sit here and, and I can give you an inheritance. What is he talking about inheritance? He can give you something so much greater, and that's the grace of God. And it's among all those who are sanctified. Now, sanctified is a big word for some people. Now, but we use big words every single day. We use the word mayonnaise. We use the word frappuccino. We use all these big words. So this is not a big word to be scared of. Sanctified means just simply set apart. It means to be set apart. So he's saying the ones that are a child of his is going to get an inheritance that is so much greater. But you've got to learn what that inheritance is by reading his word. So let's, let's not just read God's Word like a newspaper. Just trying to go, get through today's news. When I was thinking about that, I jotted that down. Let's, let's not just read God's Word as a newspaper. It's going, oh, today's verse is... Oh, and let's see if there's some comics in here. Or let's see if there's some fun things in here. No, read God's Word and study it. Understand what it says. Be willing to ask questions. I'm, I promise you, if you have a question about the Bible, I'm sure you can bring it to Brother Brett. And if he doesn't know it, I am 100% sure he is going to study it. And then that's even better because then he gets a full sermon series. And so when he starts studying a question of yours, he will start a whole sermon series because of your question. And so don't be afraid to dive into God's Word. Try to figure what it's all about. And ask questions. And then the third way to fully rely on God. And I love this one. Just give thanks. Just give thanks. And it goes back to 1 Thessalonians. The very next verse, we read 1 Thessalonians 5.17. It's saying pray without ceasing. The very next verse, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He's saying, pray continually, read God's Word, and just give thanks. Be thankful. And it's even being thankful for the hard times. And it's being thankful for the bad times. Now we see all of these different things that he told us in Ephesians 6, what to put on. He says, to put on everything, he says, stand firm with the belt of truth. What is the truth? It's the Word of God. And he says, then put on uh, the breastplate of righteousness. He's saying, put it on the breastplate because you're a righteous person in Christ Jesus. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. He's saying, be ready. It's a battle. Cover your feet. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. Sam, just, it will keep you from all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. All the little things that Satan's trying to shoot at you. Put up the shield. And it says, take the helmet of salvation so that Satan can't get to your minds. If you know God's Word, and if you know and you put on the helmet of salvation, and you know that God and that Jesus is the only way, that He's the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through Him, 
If you know that and believe that, Satan can't get to your mind. And then I love this one. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, which is the Bible. And I end it with the Bible because it ends it here with it. And I love this. I did some research. I love doing research. And I did some research on this. And in Jesus' time, they didn't have these big, long samurai swords. They didn't have these big, long swords that they can reach out and, and cut somebody from long distances. They had little short daggers. And they were anywhere between 10 to 12 inches long. Why was that? Up-close battle. It was when the, the enemy was up close is when they can stab them because they had the full armor on, then they can reach in and tag them. This is what I want you to understand is that exactly what Jesus wants us to do. When we put on our full armor of God and Satan's face to face with us, he's saying, you can't get anything because I have the armor on. And guess what? I'm going to get you back. And how do we get Satan back? Read scripture to him. Pray scripture to him. Because if you are sitting there and you are spitting Scripture out, He can't stand it. You see that when Jesus was on the mount, right? And He was being tempted by Satan. And He kept saying, Oh, oh, here's you. Turn this rock into some bread. And what did He say? I can't live on bread alone. He's quoting Deuteronomy. And you begin to just quote all of these Scriptures back to Him. And Satan will begin to back off of you. So I want to let you know today that Satan is real, but so is Jesus. And Jesus can do all things where Satan can't. So I don't know what is going on in each one of your lives today. I don't know where Satan is attacking you. But I hope that you're able and you're ready to stand your ground. It says stand firm. We need to stand firm and be willing to attack back. I always heard this um, saying, one, my pastor, Brother Rick Kennedy, he said this in one of his sermons on this very uh, scripture. He says, if you look at a full armor of God, if you look at a full armor, it's always protecting the front. It's never protecting the back. Why? Because we are to push forward through the battle, not to turn around and run. Because Christ calls us to go forward, not backwards. So with that, I want to say thank you. Thank you all for allowing me to just open my heart up and, and share from God's Word what He has laid on my heart the last couple of days. So uh, once again, just say thank you. And, um, and I'm going to pray. And as I uh, pray, are you, do we have an invocation, invitation song and stuff? And then I'll just come down. And I'll stand down front if you have something that you want me to uh, pray with you about. I'm more than welcome to do that. And, uh, or if you need to make a decision. So um, I'm going to step down for it, and, but I'm going to pray before that. So let's pray. Father, I come to you right now, Lord. I thank you so much for today. God, I thank you for this time that we can be here in your house. And Lord, I thank you for this word that you have given me. God, that we, we shouldn't be scared. God, we, we are to attack Satan back. Yes, he can do some horrible things in our lives. But God, everything on this world is just temporary. But everything with you is for eternity, Lord. 
God, right now, I just pray that you have your way during this time of invitation. God, is there somebody here that needs to come and make a decision, Lord, or just come down and come to this altar and just, just give it all to you? God, I pray over that time. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen.